Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo, 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 Wow. Wow. No gunshots today. Nope, we're not. And that's good. No gunshots. Right. You know what? I, I, um, I'm not as violent with my sound effects as, as our good friend and fellow co-host Frank Nibs is, but Frank is not on the show today, unfortunately. So he's he's doing his sound effects somewhere else right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to go no sound effects and let Rachel just take Yo take it, up, it over. Yo right? it up, you know. I sometimes you don't want to like tie too much to the yos, right? It's kind of it's kind of like you know what I mean. Let let Rachel do her thing. This is what I feel mm-hmm. like the listeners are are, are telling me. Thanks, Jamie. Sometimes I do have to do a yo-yo acapella, you know, and acapella yo. It's just like me and the yos and you, you, the listener and you, the listener are here. Your yo capellas. <laughs> you know, they are pitch Jamie! perfect. Pitch perfect. Yo, somebody really like recently put me on to pitch perfect. It's really it's really well written. Those films are really, really well written. I mean, they yeah. have Jamie jokes everywhere. I love the first one. Uh, I, I don't, I feel like I kind of gave up on the second one early on and then I never even saw the third one, but I really like the first one. Yeah. So um, I might have to check out the rest of the trilogy one, one of these days. But Again, um, it was a, a film that I was put onto very late, but then I'm like, oh my God, this is punny. Funny. So funny. And that's our thing, you know, here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast, which is where we all are right now, right here. Hi, I'm your friend, Rachel La Loca. Yeah. What up? And this is Jay Ferns. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Rachel, I'm surprised you didn't do kind of like an old school reggae, yo, because um, judging from your Instagram story, you uh, <laughs> recently... We're um, at a old school reggae show. I mean, you want to do you want to tell the listeners specifically where you were? Oh, Jamie, I cannot wait to get into this murder. She wrote people because wow, universe. Wow. Uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about this. OK, those of you that know me know I am obsessed with 90s dance hall. Dance hall dance reggae. Dance hall, yeah. Okay? You know the stuff that we listened to when we were at the cup parties in high school? The grind, yeah, where, like, I remember, yeah, like, in grammar school, you know, us, like, 12-year-olds grinding. <laughs> well, other 12-year-olds are grinding. I was still, like, prepubescent and was like, whoa, like... Uh, you know, maybe one day I'll get to thrust my hips like this. Uh, I will, uh, Jamie, I will never forget, like, you just brought me to such a vivid place in my life. I will never forget. It was Cunningham Junior High School cafeteria flipped into the after hours dance. You know, <laughs> I, I hated those dances because the dance used, they always used the cafeteria and it smelled like cafeteria at the dance. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we supposed to grind on the boys that we like? When it smells like the French bread pizza oh my, and yeah, old yeah. chocolate the, milk. The square <laughs> Elio style pizza. 
Um, yeah, but I, we used to have those things. We used to have, I went to Catholic school and we used to have like, you know, f- uh, uh, where Fridays, some Fridays you would get to dress up in regular clothes and not like the freaking I... prison style uniform that they, that they force you to wear. And so <laughs> Friday was like, yo, everybody's wearing our clothes, you know? Uh, and they used, we, they used to have these, um, people used to dance in the hallways to this old, <laughs> this, these, this dance hall music and grind. And like, we were doing this like underneath like crucifixes of Jesus and oh pictures of Virgin Mary. God. And then you see kind of like, you know, Jose and, you know, Cindy like grinding, right. You know, uh, you know, action. Yeah. that's Jesus. <laughs> and again, I was still too, like, I hadn't had pu- puberty, you know, puberty hadn't hit me yet. So if any, nobody wanted to grind with the, you know, the, the, the super short kid who, who was pale and <laughs> skinny, Bendito. super short, pale kid. But, you know, I, I used to watch this and be like, wow, this is very adult for an eighth grade class. Right. You took me to such a vivid yeah. moment that I had. OK, so I went to a school that wasn't so diverse, but, you know, there was representation. And I was in this like, you know, class for the advanced and such. So, like, I wasn't really talking shabaranks in science with, you know, my boy George, you know what I'm saying? Like we were, it wasn't until these dances where they brought in these like, you know, hood DJs that played a little bit of everything. And I vividly remember when the reggae would come on, it was like a spark. It was like, yo, there's these beats, this like shaba, like, uh, I don't know, Mr. Loverman. Like I just, oh my God, it was just so great. And I started dancing and I remember homegirl was like, yo, this white girl got rhythm. And I'm like, yo, I'm not white, but okay, thank you. <laughs> and then I started like having a lot of like more diversity in my friendship circles and reggae became a cultural thing. You know what I'm saying? For me, like I went to school in Flatbush High School, went to Midwood, went to Brooklyn College in like an, the epicenter of Caribbean culture in Brooklyn. Ooh. So it's, it was deep and, and it's been a love that I've had ever since. So here's how the universe works. You ready for this, Jamie? Yeah. Are you are you ready? Like, you know, my stories, like when the universe works like this, I got to bring it up to the surface and talk about it with my friends. Friends, listen to this. OK, so bet there's this reggae concert happening called Reggae Love Fest and tickets went up for it months ago and it was supposed to take place in February. And then the variant came out. So they postponed it and whatnot. And I'm like, yo, coming out like the pockets with all this money. Sometimes I get mother's guilt if I'm gonna keep it real. I'm like, yo, I could drop a buck 50 on these tickets to see some of my favorite reggae artists or I can get Donovan the new the new uniforms that he needs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like it's hard when so I you have to be a like, champion mother. Oh God, <laughs> Yes. Jimmy. So yes, good one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Champion mama. And then, yeah, but you know what? Every champion mother also has to treat herself like a champion as well. True. Like, you do it for the kids, but you have to also do it for yourself, ladies. So I decided to like say, okay, let me not spend the money now and see when the, when the event gets closer. Maybe the ticket price will drop or something. So none of the above happened. Yeah. And it was the day before the event. And I kind of just chalked up the L. I still had no plans that night. But 
I saw a good friend of mine, shout out to Danny Hastings, put up a post, a videographer in need for a reggae concert in New York City. Hit me up and in, hit me up if interested. So that's I hit when him you up heard and I was the, like, that's when you heard the, oh, the saints yes, in your head. I heard all of it. It was like. Uh, the reggae gods were calling me and they were telling I you, you go ahead, go they ahead. were telling you to take action <laughs> yes all of it so I, I hit him up and I'm like yo tell me about this need because I think I could be the solution you know what Ooh, I'm saying okay mi gente so then he connected me long story short Okay, guys, not only was I in the building, I'm talking all access pass in the building. Okay, backstage, on stage, side stage. I was the stage for Shaba Rungs. Wow. I was like, Shaba, just walk on me. Okay, Mr. Loverman, I can't. It was so crazy. You guys, these are like my favorite artists. Um, but I was also working and shout out to Romel Rodriguez. I was his shadow. We were out there. We were in the nosebleeds with the flags waving. And and shout out to DJ Ted Smooth, Latino DJ who had the place on fire in between the acts. Seen Shaba Ronk, Slick Rick the Ruler came through with a Slick surprise Rick. performance. Oh, man. Yes. Um, uh, Slick Rick the Ruler. Crazy. Um, Don Penn, uh, Junior Reed, Barrington Levy, Cuddy Rank, Supercat. The lineup was crazy. Shout out to Adam Torres concerts, Adam Torres events. And uh, I'm really thrilled to have been able to work the event and to be there and listening to just the sounds, the vibes, the culture that I love so much. Shout out to Jamaica. Shout out to all the Caribbeans and uh, to everybody who took part in this reggae love fest. It was a good vibe all night yo so the universe wanted you to wanted you to be at this show and not only were you just kind of like there to watch you were actually immersed into the show and <sighs> got to got to actually work in it and do something and get paid and um have shaba ranks sweat on you probably I'm sure some it of the swick. I was like Shaba, I want to be in your trailer load of girls. Trailer load. Trailer load. Trailer load. I, I love this music, Jamie. You know me because you've been in cars with me. You've been in car rides with me. You know that this is like, you know, my playlist has several reggae playlists within my uh, player. So I'm glad, um, I'm glad this wasn't the saddest day of your life. The reggae references. Somebody, <laughs> some, what, did I, what have I started here, guys? What have I opened up uh, this Jamaican Pandora's box? Um, but it's so great. It's so great. Keep them coming. Uh, Jamie! <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the law of threes. I think I'll stop at three. I think I had three, three of them. Three wow. So that's awesome, man. Like, and shout out to Danny Radio Cash. City. Shout yeah, out to Danny Radio Cash. City. Shout oh, out to Radio Danny City. Cash. So you know, like, yes. you know they're doing it big. Yeah, they do the freestyle ones in Radio City as well sometimes. And um, they're not cheap. Like, anytime they try to do, like, any sort of, like, genre from the past and have all the all-stars from that genre do a concert, um, they can they charge... You would think like, oh, this is going to be like a, an affordable con. No, it's like mm -hmm. they're making loot off of this because I think Word. I tried to do the freestyle one in Radio City once. And I was like, this is is this Hamilton or, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, these these ticket prices can be. But, you know, it's worth it when you're there because it's like, you know, every you know, like the words to like most every song you're bugging oh, out. You know what I mean? You're like 
It's it's very um, nostalgic, you know. I was dancing with the dreads, holding like camera equipment, holding Ramel's batteries and lights. And I'm like, come over here, Grandpa Dread. Come here. Let's vibe out. Shugudagu, whoa, swing. Was Beanie Man? Oh. I heard Beanie Man was being very difficult. Um, he was like whining because he wasn't getting like, you know, uh, he didn't get like the, the time slot he wanted. And they were calling him a Beanie Baby. Oh. No? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> There was too much. That was too much. Uh... <laughs> Your reggae comedy is is really on point. It's it's on fire. It's more fire. As there was too much set up for that one, but whatever. Your um... reggae comedy is blazing. <laughs> no, but that's cool. That's cool. I'm, um, and you know we have actually we don't have a reggae uh, singer on this episode, but we do have a performer that yes. when she gets on stage. She gets everybody's attention. Um, and she recently performed yeah. on a big stage for a big show for our friends over at HBO Max, Entre Nos, you know, those comedy specials. Yeah. Shout out to Viva Productions. So let's get into it. We interview Carmen Morales. You guys got to hear this. This is the part of the show here on Latinos Out Loud where we interview someone amazing. Okay, I know I say that every week. And I know I say the part that I know I say it every week, every week. Okay, this is getting repetitive. I know it's sounding like a broken record, but am I lying? Jamie, am I lying? Our guests are amazing. No, amazing. you're not. Every week it's the same. And they just get more amazing and amazinger. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying <laughs> There are there's no fibbing here, people. Okay, you can see her right now on an Entreno special playing on HBO Max. Please stop your cars, honk your horns, and put your hands together for Carmen Morales. call right now that's what people you that's where how drug dealers contact each other in my neighborhood it's like yeah it's like, <laughs> that means i'm ready to receive <laughs> i like that i guess you can't really like meow loud right you can't like do a loud meow like, oh sure you can't can oh that's a cat Ooh. in heat baby girl Ow. That's like a cat dog. That's both. I think that's what dog. <laughs> I have to state something for the record, and mm -hmm. I have not done the research or the you know the market research to prove this. I think mm -hmm. Latinos do the best animal sounds on the planet. Oh, like yeah, we are so. Why are we so good at sound effects? I don't understand. I We're mean, some of the animals are wrong. I've never met a, a chick. My grandmother used to go pew pew that the chick would go pew pew, but I've never met a chicken, a baby chicken that sounded like pew pew. Like, Pew pew, pew pew, and also like calling the cat that miso miso miso. I'm like that sounds that sounds almost like Japanese, like yes. you know, like miso soup. Like why are you? Does the cat like tofu? Why are we miso misoing the cat? You are so accurate, Carmen. <laughs> 
Carmen, where is your family from? What is your lineage here? Talk to us about your bloodlines. Mm. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I didn't know we were we were 23 and me in it already. Um, <laughs> I just met you guys. You guys want to get balls deep in my DNA? All right, let's talk about it, I guess. I want to know all the ancestry uh, that you can you provide. You know what? I don't, I don't give companies my personal information. I don't do that. So I don't know how accurate this is. I'm just going by my family's word and, you know, how, how accurate that could be. But um, I am Cuban and Spain, Spanish, and Italian. Oh, wow. wow. I love that. Okay, I'm going to tell you why I asked this. Because that mm-hmm. miso, miso thing, that's like, I thought that was super Dominican. But you just it blew my mind because maybe <laughs> it's not as only Dominican as I thought. I never mm-hmm. understood the miso thing. But, yo, the cats be responded. It's they like do. They, they understand Japanese, I guess. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, is she trying to say mice? I like mice. Is that why you want me? Are you, is that why you're calling me over there? <laughs> oh, my God. My cheeks hurt already. Would you? Are you some kind of comedian or something? Why are you so funny? Okay, here at Latinos Out Loud, just so you know, we like to say we move Latinos forward while making them laugh. It's just a mantra of the show. Oh, that's nice. That's you beautiful. Know, it's yes. nice. And we invite guests like you to help us do that, you know? And oh, sure. You're living that message. That is your life. You are a comedian. You have specials. We want to talk about these special specials. One that's very special to us in the room is Entre Nos. Okay, we have had a ton of friends on that show. Um, I got, you know, we know this, the the contest that's tied to the New York Latino Film Festival that has given opportunities through the guise or under the guise of the Entre Nos umbrella. So we support this platform and Viva Productions wholeheartedly. And I just have to say this before you get into what it was like, you know, doing Mm -hmm. this special and stuff. Um, PP. Pussy power. Thank you for representing. <laughs> Thank you for representing in what is a male-dominated space stand-up comedy. Okay, oh, yeah. you're doing it. Tell us and all about it. it, dude. And I've been doing it so long. Uh, I got to see it uh, have more women. I got to see that progress happen because when I first, like, I've been doing comedy like 15 years, and when I first started, they wouldn't let more than one woman on a show. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, but what if their periods sink up? Oh. Oh my God, we can't have more than one lady on the show. What would happen? They only talk about the same things. They only talk. How would would we be able to make that? It would be be heresy. It would be an abomination. (laughs) (laughs) So it's nice that over the last 15 years, they let uh, let us talk to each other now. Now we're allowed to speak to each other. It's big. It's big. And and the same thing goes with... Dude, and the same thing goes with with Latinos, too. They they would only put one black person, one Latin person. Like, it was always, like... And that's one of the things I love about Viva Pictures and I love about Entrenos is they're uh, they're progressive in the sense that it's not just... um, like all Latinos are the same, you know, because yeah. that's the other thing that's been so big in entertainment is just as like it's it's only like I don't know if they watched Cheech and Chong and then they just thought that was all Hispanic people, like all yeah. Latin people. And they were just but like they did like, you know, that's the thing I love about them is like, no, no, there's different kinds in there. There, there's differences in culture. And like I, uh, I have this joke. I'm not going to do the joke, but I have this joke where I talk about how. I always know when white dudes have dated a type of Hispanic lady because they learn that 
there's another kind of Latin person. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, oh shit, you know they don't all eat tacos? Like, no, motherfucker, they don't all eat tacos. Some of them don't even fuck with tacos at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I loved about this is like, is the producers, Victor and Edwin, they're, they're progressive because they want diversity of thought too. Like, did you know, did you know there's Latin nerds? Yeah, there's right. Latin nerds and it's not all refried and it's not all like we all, we all do the same thing. It's not all the same jokes. Like we don't all have the same experience. And that's something that I think is so beautiful. Like we're being able to represent way more of us because there's so fucking many of us like yeah. you guys can talk about this whole black and white shit but we're the ones that's gonna take over this country for real like, yeah, 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 yeah yeah the yeah. takeover get ready we mobilizing <laughs> and like the most chill but like gozando también you know what i mean like we're, we're gonna dance our way into the majority you know we're we're gonna conga line our way yeah. in you know what i'm saying everybody yeah. grab hips hey two inches higher watch yourself yeah. okay <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I've loved I loved being part of uh, the Entrenos family for sure. Like they um, they get it, and it's been so nice. Like a lot of times you don't really get to pick because you know I've had other opportunities to like do something that would have elevated my career, and I just really didn't. I just really didn't. I didn't want to because I didn't like how they ran their operation and shit, yeah. or how they thought about things, and. So, um, I, I mean, I was there when this started, when Antrenos started, I was there, I was part of the pilot when they were pitching it to HBO. And so, Dope. um, to see the growth that they've had over the last five, six years, it's been amazing to see, you know, and, uh, and I, and I'm honored to be part of it. And I, and I, um, and I hope, I hope you guys enjoy it. Like I feel, I felt really good about it. And it, there was a very much, a, a an un, uncut gems montage of things that went wrong up until we started filming. There was plenty of like, I had pull a needle out of my foot i had to like my, i didn't have i didn't have a dress to wear until like 6 15 when we started filming at seven oh, like no. there was i did there was a per, there wasn't a person to do my like all all these things everything that could have gone wrong went wrong and then it all worked out in the end and it all came out beautifully and it looks good and we shot it at the chelsea music hall in new york city and Woo-hoo! it was a Love gorgeous venue oh my god it was a gorgeous venue open bar the audience oh, was yeah. super fun oh it was a delight. It was a delight of an event. Like, they, and they did it right. It wasn't too big of a venue. Sometimes people, especially comedians, like they think that bigger is better. But I, I disagree in the sense that I like a little intimacy. Yeah. You know, um, especially when you're talking about more vulnerable things or being, on, you know, talking about yourself being honest, stuff like that. Like, you can kind of feel that energy resonating in the audience against you. And I liked, and I liked that. And we were close. You know, we were pretty close up so i liked how it felt it was probably like 120 uh you know but everybody was in on it everybody was part like in on having a good time and that's ultimately what i mean after coming out of the pandemic that's all i want dude is i just want to bring joy like the world is shitty enough i, I don't get fuck off like i just want people <laughs> to have you know what i'm saying i just want people to have what i've always wanted you know just laugh eat a sandwich get finger bang take a nap that's all you really need you <laughs> know it sounds it, it, heavenly yes that's all you know so i just want to be the laugh part of it you know <laughs> sounds... you make your own sandwich <laughs> make me one while you're at it if you're already in the kitchen make me a sandwich too but uh yeah so it was it was it was really lovely how it all turned and, and i liked how it turned out like um it, it, <clears throat> the sound and it looks good and the venue the whole thing like 
Um, it's cool. And it's also nice. That's the other thing too, is like, they were super hands-on and wanting our input and our feedback. And they like cared what the artists thought. Like all of that stuff is super not common. A lot of times, a lot of times you just don't even know how it's going to look like until it comes out and they don't give a shit what you think, but they, mm. you know, HBO and, and, and Viva pictures, like they were, they cared, they cared about what we thought. And that's so nice. It's so nice in an industry that usually doesn't give a shit about you. So it's like, it was beautiful. And, um, and I liked it and I, and I got to give my feedback and stuff. And it was, it was so amazing. It was so amazing. I would do it again without question. So, um, I hope people like it. You know, anytime you put anything out, this is my first big thing I've ever put out. Like there's been little things, you know, that have been, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. So I do hope people like it. I do. (laughs) How did you go about assembling, you know, such a big show? How Mm -hmm. did you go about assembling your set list? You know, is are you taking a lot of your best of stuff? Are you sprinkling some new things in there? And, 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 you know, going to the clubs and and trying that out. Like what is, Mm -hmm. what's your strategy for like, this is a big show. I got to kill this show. Right. Well, everybody got, it has a different approach. So that's the cool thing about stand up is there is no right or wrong way to do this. Right. Um, I'm kind of a a stand up purist in the sense that I think the most important thing is your hour. Right. So I have an hour that is ready to be produced right now. All the bits, all the jokes. I know what I would do. I'd probably like think about tags and stuff and punch things up. So I have an hour that I didn't want to touch. Right. And um, so then I was like, okay, well, I have this much material left over. How would I do that in a shorter t- a shorter time frame, right? So I would take jokes and then try to, you know, make a through line, kind of take the audience on like a little bit of journey, a little, little bit of establishing who I am and then how I think or why I think the way that I think. And that was kind of my approach for this, you know. And well, there is a one of the cardinal rules is you're not supposed to do new jokes for something like this, but I still did. Right. I came up with a joke. I think it was the day before I woke up and thought of something funny and I had um I had my friend Katie come out and she was like with me through this whole uh, insane process and I was like you think that's funny she's like yeah that's really funny I was like I'm gonna throw it in there I'm doing it and I did and it worked out well and you know and <laughs> I always uh I always do things like that that are super high risk high reward and um so for me it was a combination of things it was a combination of things that were uh, prepared out methodically and things that I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm doing that too. And, um, I got to the comedy seller, let me run my set before, um, the show that, and there's this really cool show in Brooklyn, uh, called comedians. You should know. And they let me run my set. So I wanted I... to do it. Yeah. I wanted to do my show in New York before I filmed it, you know, cause I hadn't, I hadn't been to New York since March of 2020. I hadn't been there since literally the week, everything shut down. Wow. So, um, okay. Yeah, so I was, it had been two years since I'd been there, and you know, things changed in two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to get a feel for it. So that's like, I did a couple of sets around town, and then, um, you know, that after the set at the cellar, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. I'm, I, I feel good about this, this is going to be fun, you know? Um, so, so, yeah, so it was a combination of all those things. It was a combination of like uh, planning things out, uh, you know, putting thought into it, and then also, see if this works yeah 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 <laughs> but you're at the point in your comedy career like that that you know yeah, something I know my so, voice yeah, you know your sense of humor like yes. it's not there's not yeah. gonna be you know crickets for anything like if mm-hmm. some of the crowd gets some something though but you know that is funny so right, at that right. point you're like yeah no let's let's try it let's see but 
um, it, it, you, you know, you're past the point of like, is this going to even be, is anyone going to find this funny? Like, there's going to be, <laughs> you know, the bartender's right. going to be laughing at, you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be someone laughing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's open bar. So yeah, right. I feel like it helps. <laughs> um, before we head out of here, Carmen, I would mm-hmm. love for you to talk to us a little bit about your road. How did you mm-hmm. get here? And how did you oh, one man. day discover that you are going to make money from your funny? Um, well, I mean, I was kind of lucky like when, you know, cause I'm pretty charming and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm a, and I'm a good time fun. You know, people like fun and that's kind of what I've, I've always been pushing that even before I did stand up. I've always, you know, making a server laugh or a barista trying to brighten everybody's day. That's always been my thing, you know? So you do light um, up a zoom room. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. <laughs> Look I, at how much brighter it so is. I'm, a, I, I'm so glowing I'm assuming off you of your brightness. It's rooms, amazing. But the zoom, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do that in any room, yeah, yeah, Zoom yeah. or any otherwise. Room, yeah. <laughs> Thank you I for genuine. that. I like, yeah, I, you know, it's a, it matters. It matters to me, yeah. you know. So, um, I, for me, it, it was like I, I started in Orlando, Florida, and um, the the biggest thing that I saw from when I started is people doing it everywhere. There were these guys that were just traveling the country doing stand up, and that just seemed so insane to me so like a foreign concept to me and uh, and I was like oh I want to be funny everywhere I want to do that I want to be funny everywhere so my motivation to do stand-up was never like you know money or fame or hoes or whatever any of the a lot of motivating factors for a lot of these people it was I just wanted to be one of the best ever I want to be able to make everybody in the world laugh you know and uh, which is a ridiculous thing you know uh, but I did and then I started doing it and I think I was I was probably I started doing it for like two years and then I took a year off because I was super sad and then I started doing it again and I never stopped up until the pan I think the longest I before the pandemic I think the longest I'd ever stopped doing stand-up was maybe for like two weeks mm. and if I don't do it I am a bitch like I am <laughs> definitely one of those people that's I have to do this it's not like oh I guess I do stand-up too no yeah. I fucking need it you know and uh, that's what keeps me balanced I found a thing that works for me and this is it you know and um so I did I started doing it professionally probably like three years in and um I I, you know and then for like six years I lived on the road touring full-time didn't live anywhere would pick up my mail once a year at my mom's house didn't pay rent was just moving around the living out of my Saturn you know paying 250 a gallon for rent you know and I'm charming (laughs) and fun and nobody thinks I'm a rape you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rape anybody so I'm people (laughs) open their homes to you you know you hang out with people not it's not Uh, that difficult so uh Airbnb stuff like that and uh you know, you do it for that long and without a net, without any other option, when all of your eggs are in this basket, you, I mean, I've always kind of been that way. I was the only girl golfer on an all guy team. I was the only chick that, you know, I was constantly being a, a, a person, um, I was by myself, you know, yeah. so this, this wasn't that different. Like it wasn't that weird or difficult to me because I'd already lived my life that way, you yeah. know? And, um, then I lived in Chicago for a couple of years. I came out to Los Angeles and that's where I met these guys. And this is like, this has been a really, um, a really beautiful, like beginning of all of the hard work I've kind of put up into this point. So it's been mm-hmm. awesome. I love that so much. Is your Thanks middle name Perseverance? Us. Car- Carmen Perseverance Morales because 
It would suit her real well. Story, yes. I was going to say either Perseverance or Sunshine. Carmen Sunshine okay. Morales. I like that, yes. Because I'm getting a lot of sunshine from <laughs> Carmen. One of my best friends, uh, Ricky Reyes, always used to call me a fucking ray of sunshine. Because he was like a grumpy, grumpy dude, you know? And he was just so, here comes Carmen, the fucking ray of sunshine. You know, like he was mildly annoyed by it, but he loved that I was around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is lovely. Carmen, please tell everybody where they can see this special and how they can follow you. Absolutely. CarmenMorales.com for all of your Carmen Morales needs. Um, please go to HBO Max, search Entrenos, search Carmen Morales. Uh, it's me and my friend Alfred Robles. We both do 15s. And uh, and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, uh, I'm really happy about it. And I hope uh, people enjoy it. Um, and it, yeah, so it's streaming right now. You know, if you don't got if you don't got the money to buy HBO Max, use you, you know use your ex's login. They don't get it. It's fine, right. You know, right. Use somebody else's. Ask a friend. Watch it at someone's house. You know, put it on for your dog. I don't care. But please, I need the views. Please watch because that's the only thing that matters. We'll figure it out. Hit us up. Slide in one of our DMs. If you don't have access, Frank knows a guy or Jamie or I. I'm we'll borrowing someone else's, so I don't know. If I have to ask them permission. You know, we'll, fig- but, we'll yeah. figure it out. But hit us up. Let's support our girl Carmen Morales and shout out to everybody over at Viva Victor and Ed we've been supporting them they've been supporting us for a while now and we love what they're doing just elevating the voices uh, the funny voices of the Latino community so shout out to them and to you too mija thank Thank you for coming on the show thank you so much for having me nuestra casa tu casa so please come back whenever you can to shout us out and let us know what you got going on and best of luck to you mija Keep it Thank up. Thank you. You guys too. Thanks for being badass. You guys are super fun. Thanks, Carmen. Right, one time for Carmen Morales. I live by the beach. Jamaica, Jamaica. Don't get Rachel okay. started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Bye, Carmen. Bye. Bye. Yes, Jamie. I mean, she's doing it for the ladies, yo. Oh my gosh, I love these times. I love these kinds of interviews. We need to hear these stories. Just, she's so amazing. Love it. Check her out on Entrenos. Carmen Morales, doing it for Latinas and Latinos, but like, you know what I'm saying? Doing it in a space that's still male-dominated. Yeah, and it's crazy, like, her her saying how when she started out, which... You know, probably wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was long probably in general, but for her, but probably wasn't that long ago. And and um, she still they they still weren't having more than one woman on certain shows and stuff like that. I'm like, really? This was uh, so, you know, but um, now, you know, now it sounds like um, that ain't happening. You know what I mean? Um, Bring on bring on the diversity, you know, race, gender, all of it, like. Um, you know, let everybody give everybody a chance to kind of go up there and be funny and shit. So exactly, exactly. Well, I love it. All right, Jamie. Um, should we get into a que lo que? Let's do it.
right, all right. Let me start out by giving a shout out to Yero.com, uh, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. Yeah. Let's go, Yero. So check out Yero. Um, if you're a Latino man, I would advise it. They got some good stuff in there. And uh, if you want to follow me, you go to Jay Fern's Instagram, J underscore Fern's Twitter. Um, I won't tell you um, the Twitter site that I use to badmouth uh, Nets and Yankees fans. Um, that's my <laughs> burner one. That's my burner Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe one day, maybe one day. But um, so I'm going to send this over to Rachel to do her thing. Thanks a lot, Jamie. I'm going to take the mic and I'm going to say a couple things on it. Hey, everybody, how you doing? All right. Please follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. OK, we're on Insta. We're on the Twits. We're on the faces. We're everywhere. OK, and please also follow me personally at Rachel La Loca. I want to shout out my boy, Frank. We had a great time this weekend. We're going to recap what we did on next week's episode. Um, we missed you, Jamie. It was a nice outing road trip. Uh, we'll recap for you when he's back. And also want to shout out again, Adam Torres concerts and Corinne and everybody over there who showed us love and had Ramel and I working over the weekend and enjoying the beautiful sounds of reggae. Check them out. They have wonderful events. They've got a big salsa concert coming up with Victor Manuel in La India and a bunch of other great great artists on the bill and uh give us a call no big whoop 978 latinos we have a phone number um and that's really all i've got so thanks for rocking out with us leave us a review give us some stars and thank you for listening on that note we out shabba <laughs> <laughs>